Five minutes it is after 8 p.m. And it's that time again. Every Wednesday we bring to you uh, our conversations looking at the ecosystem in the world of tech. And uh, today is certainly no different. Uh, we're taking a look at the 15th ICT Summit uh, that is taking place uh, there in the Eastern Cape. It's uh, the 15th Eastern Cape ICT Summit uh, happening next week between the 19th and the 21st of November. And uh, the summit uh, really functions as a platform where uh, businesses engage and uh, network and uh, also uh, pursue business development opportunities and uh, strategize around uh, key topical issues in the world of ICT, trends, innovative ideas, and uh, more importantly, how the ecosystem uh, can be strengthened even further. And uh, I'm joined by our guest this evening. Uh, he's with us in our studios uh, all the way out uh, uh, in uh, Port Elizabeth in Mandela Bay, uh, Mambozana. And uh, uh, he is the founder and executive chairperson of the Eastern Cape ICT Summit. And his name is Mutse Mfulenim. good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Mutse? Oh, seem to be battling with that line. Let's take a brief pause now and uh, try and re-establish our connection there. Muta, Mkleras. Yaguva. Yay, good evening to you and welcome to the FM Talk. I'm fine, how are you? Uh, good, good. Great talking to you. Last Always time I pleasure. saw you was at GovTech, so you were a good host there. Yes, yes, good. yes, yes, yes. Indeed, yeah. indeed. And thank you very much uh, for taking time out to join us uh, this evening. And uh, from one Perfect. ICT conference to the next, it seems. Uh, but Mr. Mfuleni, Maskalaba, just briefly, I mean, this is the 15th iteration of this particular summit. Yeah. Take us back uh, to the early summits. I mean, if you go to 2019, 15 years ago was 2004. A lot has happened in the world of tech and uh, I guess in how tech has deployed uh, in Bumakoloni in the last 15 years or so. How were those early days? Look, uh, we can certainly say that uh, today is better than yesterday. Uh, If you really think about just before we started the Eastern Cape Summit, those many years ago, the then premier was Mama Nosimo Palindlela. Um, you know the the province had no strategy mm-hmm. for for technologies um there was no recognition really for uh, chief information officers mm. the allocation of the reporting lines in government was a problem um so 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 that's really where we're coming from if you look in the private sector the private sector was just pumping solutions to uh, CIOs, some of them who were not able to uh, deploy these technologies. Um, if we look at uh, what we've done so far, we um, the province has an ICT strategy that's clear. Um, there is uh, an organized way where a government uh, chief information officers are talking to themselves through the what they call the government IT uh, technology forums, the mm. GTOs. Um, the industry is involved. Uh, the academic community uh, is involved. Civil society is part of the conversation. So there is a, a, a very nice energy. We have a young premier who is tech savvy. And all of these things, they help because one of the big problems we had earlier on, it was almost the comparative uh, spend. Do you spend in uh, deploying an ICT infrastructure or do you spend on building schools and RTP houses? Mm. So these are the, the histories where we're coming from. So uh, it can be better. I must definitely say that. Um, but I think with the energy of this sixth administration, 
and how the president has galvanized the country uh, around 4IR. We have mm. a young minister who's smart and dynamic and with a deputy. The industry is coming on board. We're seeing more SMMEs participating in the ICT economy. A lot of training things are happening mm. to make sure that these uh, tech SMMEs, especially those ones coming from the uh, previously disadvantaged communities, um, are accredited and certified mm. to work in this environment. So it's getting better, okay. uh, but we must say that compared to other parts of the uh, of the continent, we're still behind. Mm. But um, we hopeful we hopeful that with the policies that are being put in place sure. by government is going to fast track where we are. So we we're happy that uh, even the summit has lasted this long mm. through those partnerships. Mm. Mm. Just briefly, um, you know, you speak about some of the SMMEs in the ICT ecosystem uh, in Boma Colony. Talk to me about some of the activities they are involved in. Uh, what kind of work are they doing? Uh, you know, some might be in the training space, some might be in the deployment of network infrastructure. Uh, what are they doing? So so what we tend to try and do with the ICT summit, we tend to focus uh, on opportunities that are current for SMMEs. For mm. an example, there's a big thing about SA Connect. Others understand it as the broadband uh, project. Yes. Uh, so that's the first thing. So we really want to make sure that um, we make sure that the, um, the SMMEs are able not to just uh, get on the Baki uh, Brigade mm. part of the broadband rollout, which is the civil component. Largely, uh, it attracts SMMEs from the construction industry. We want the tech SMMEs to get involved, for example, in being trained to do splicing, in being trained to do blasting, mm. so that they are able to work on the core components of broadband deployment, as opposed to what we're seeing in some of the areas where they just uh, allocated uh, packages that are related mm. to, to civil. That's sure, the first sure. thing. Okay, but uh, also, Musa, Musa, yeah. I, I want us to pause there for a second. Uh, I, I need to quickly take a spot break, Sambasir Gwindengi. So, but when we come back, uh, I want you to continue there on that vein because I think you're raising some very important points around how not only do we establish some of these uh, SMMEs in the ICT sector, but more importantly, how do we give them the necessary support, access to market uh, to ensure that uh, they are sustainable and that uh, they're able to expand and grow. We'll continue on the other side of this brief break. 13 minutes it is now after 8 p.m. It's our Tech Conversations on this week. We bring them to you every Wednesday, uh, taking a look at uh, key conversations, issues, uh, developments and uh, innovations in the world of technology here in South Africa. And our conversation is certainly in that vein this evening. And uh, we're talking about the 15th annual ICT Summit uh, being held in the Eastern Cape. And it's uh, happening uh, in uh, East London, uh, Buffalo City. And uh, I'm joined on the line by uh, the founder of this particular summit. And uh, it's executive director and a host. And that is uh, Mute Mfuleni. Mute you were saying yes. briefly just before the break, um, uh, you're still outlining, I guess, uh, some of the things uh, that are being done alongside uh, tech-focused SMMEs in the Eastern Cape. Let's continue on that vein. So, so Boz, this is very important. Uh, so one of the things that we're doing now, it is to then make sure that um, the tech SMMEs, uh, you know, if you look at one of the telcos and maybe they were to deploy um, fixed ICT solutions in a building, and one of the key low-hanging fruits there is the cabling mm. uh, component of that business because at least the requirement of entry to work in that environment is easy. But you find that a lot of our SMEs are not certified to touch these uh, uh, um, uh, uh, technologies and these cables unless they are qualified to work with them. 
So we've now partnered with one of the training providers that deals uh, in the cabling space, uh, Molex, to make sure that we train our SMMEs and they've got this international accreditation. And uh, when there is any other opportunity outside working or deploying uh, cabling in the private sector environment or in the public sector environment, they are able to be tender responsive, if you know what I mean. Sure. Um, because, you see, the model has been wrong. Where uh, most of the colleagues in the sector relied on connections in various companies, in various government departments. When they are required to submit documentation that demonstrates their capability, you realize that um, they are actually not qualified to work in those environments. Mm. So if you don't do that, the the promise of the fourth industrial revolution will just remain a mirage for most of our SMEs. So training is very, very important. What we've also done, because the minister is running a data scientist uh, program, and we've made sure that we tap into that data scientist a program that she's rolling out and we've worked with the service provider identified by the department and we're training these young tech entrepreneurs and they're not only coming from the Eastern Cape because the Eastern Cape is just an address where we're having the conference but it's a national conference attracting delegates and SMME uh, participants from across the country so they will have this opportunity one last key component uh, that we, we're putting in place is that um, if you look at a 5G as the new uh, generation of technology, it's largely going to be a software-driven platform. So you now need to then be able to preempt all the uh, enabling uh, technologies for 4R, such as what makes the door to recognize that there's a human being coming mm. and is able to open for me uh, the ability of the robot to know that there's a human being, it must not hurt me, sure. almost to avoid the crisis recently that happened with Uber when one of their test self-driving cars uh, ran over a human being because the algorithm that designed mm. that solution for that car could not understand when someone is jaywalking, like it happens a lot in the South African environment, mm-hmm. because we sometimes cross robots when they when they are red, sure, when we sure. see that there's no car. But so, did, but was it not because I mean the, uh, the algorithm didn't recognize that the person was black? You know, you know, you know. Just just to side record your sure, issue, sure. one of the things we're debating at the ICT summit. It's exactly the question that says who controls the ethics and the integrity of those who design algorithms mm. so that there's no racial profiling. You know, I, I made a joke. When we go to many of these businesses, they now have the facial recognition technology. Yes. And, and we all know that when you go to any facility, you use a biometric for your thumbprint, mm. that data gets collected and stored somewhere. We now know that this type of data and information gets uh, sold and shared with other corporates or other institutions. And the question is that if the algorithm that's able to see a Mutsum Fuleni walking around a particular neighborhood where is he is traditionally perceived not to be in that neighborhood and triggers a response from the um 
the security you know that looks after that uh, that neighborhood mm. uh, type thing and 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 as, as it often happens in some of these neighborhood whatsapp groups so these are the things that we're doing to uh, we're just going to say how do we watch those who are watching us and designing the algorithm so so that's another debate but let me come back on this issue of smmes mm. uh, with with uh, with software development so we would want to encourage all uh, SMMEs or tech uh, entrepreneurs in these incubation programs because the history of us has been all uh, been coming from being resellers of computers being designers of websites mm. and and recently to, an, to a small extent uh, doing being app developers but there are few of us in the software development space so it's very very important that we take uh, seriously the software development space because it is an enabling space for 5g as well as for the 4IR uh, tools of technologies that are, that, uh, that are tools of the future and some that we are currently using. So we've partnered with Software AG, an international accredited uh, uh, a training provider and solutions provider for software to train our SMMEs around this space. Mm. My particular passion for the Eastern Cape is the areas such as uh, Mtata, uh, King Williamstown, you know, your outlying areas with the rural component because those uh, young people they are more marginalized than a young person who's my neighbor in my neighborhood of Zwide who has a five kilometer problem of going to a city center to access wi-fi and be able to play on his gadget or his laptop and start playing with these things or can walk into an existing incubation uh, uh, mm. program that is around the CPD. So these are some of the things that we are doing because if we don't do it, I want sure. to emphasize this point, 4IR promise will mm. just become a dream mm. that our people will never attend to enjoy. Okay. It's a skills revolution sure, issue. Sure. I want us to pause there for a second, Mutsu, and uh, also invite some of our listeners here to weigh in on our conversation. I'm in conversation with uh, the founder and executive director of uh, the uh, Eastern Cape ICT Summit, uh, Mutsu Mfulene. I'd love to hear your perspectives. Uh, give us a ring here on 89 We're going to take a brief break now, uh, but when we come back, uh, I want us to take a look at uh, the entire ICT uh, value chain here in the Eastern Cape and ask ourselves who is playing where and ideally where do we think uh, many of uh, our own people in uh, the far-flung rural areas uh, of that province can play. 23 minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk. If you just joined us, uh, it's our Tech Conversations and uh, we're talking about uh, the 15th Eastern Cape ICT Summit and I'm joined by uh, the founder uh, of uh, the uh, summit uh, here, uh, Mutsa Mfuleni. And uh, Mutsa, just on the point I was making before we went to the break uh, yes. about uh, that particular value chain, uh, Monabisi Olifir here on Twitter says, how is the standard of triple uh, BE compliance by many of these major white IT companies, uh, especially when it comes to the transfer of skills uh, to a small and medium-sized enterprises or even market access? And uh, we also need a strategic plan to trigger IT interest in our young people at an early academic stage. And you were speaking earlier on about in Dallas, not going, you know, even add places like many areas where one would find, you know, you go to a school and the only person who has a computer in the school or principal. And the principal doesn't even, you know, uh, uh, light that computer or even use yeah, it uh, for true. any other reason. Uh, how do we ensure 
in that context that uh, we make the necessary investments in hardware and software capability where they are needed the most uh, so that we don't uh, expand the digital divide that we continue to see, which, if things continue as they are, might make uh, South Africa as the most unequal society even more unequal. Correct, because I all, I've got this uh, concept I always use at the ICT summits, and that is the... Uh, township rural or township village a uh, digital divide mm. um, uh, you know like I said earlier on that the township child though they are uh, um, you know staying in a desperate uh, a situation but they're still better off than mm. the child that uh, stays in the village who has far bigger uh, things to worry about just the means to get to the internet cafe uh, 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 you know, these, mm. these are real uh, issues. But so, so what do we do together? I think, you know, what we've realized that with the growth of the ICT summit, it's just now no longer a, a conference. So it's a movement. It's an advocacy program because the summit, because of its size and credibility and profile, it's able to attract policymakers, is able to attract civil society, it's able to attract academics. So where we can all then get together and say what must be done. So one of the things, for an example, we advocated for here in the Eastern Cape was the issue of uh, e-learning for schools, for an example. Just a, just a basic uh, uh, example. And to, to, to really uh, canvas and lobby this issue of making sure that uh, we connect schools, we, to an extent, build a conference around it. And I must say that the... Former MECs, uh, most probably the late MEC Makupula, may soul rest in peace, mm. and, and the department, they really are pushing hard in making sure that we do this thing. But in this process, um, is that you must include the learners um, in the conversation because at the end of the day, these technologies are just an enabler for access to education. They must not distract the core business, mm. which is and that of education. Uh, so so we, we make sure that as we advocate for this thing, the learner is a big participant. And, and out of that, we then mobilize the telcos, who then zero rate access to some of this content. Mm. So meaning when you download the content, you don't have to um, consume your data on it. As you know, that the country still battles with high uh, price, uh, prices of data connectivity. Mm. So they zero rate some of the content. Sure. We work with the publishers around this thing. But where I think we now have a big challenge is exactly what you were saying. It's the chafar of the teachers in using the devices. So the department, in, in, in what I've observed, and private sector CSI initiatives will deploy these laptops, will deploy these uh, tablets in some of the schools. They just get packed neatly in the storerooms and they never used. Mm. That's problem number one. So we need to then bring the teacher as well in this sort of thing in terms of training. Uh, if the teacher is sitting a command and this thing is not working, what is the support structure? Sure. Where do they phone mm. to say that my PC is working? You and me, we always call the IT guy where we work to give us the support. What do we do for them? So that's, that's the first issue. Then the second issue we must also look at is to then say, if the devices are in the school, they are worthless if they are not connected, mm. right? So you then need to bring your lights off, your sasa, 
people who've got a government responsibility to promote universal access. And ICASA has, I mean, uh, USAS has done some amazing uh, projects in the Eastern Cape. They can become better, but it's a step in the right direction. Mm. Because you also need to be able to provide some scheme where you give school grants so that they're able to have so much data and they're able to connect when those lessons come. But Mm. the last thing we must then do to then create the skill for the learner in the school, one of the things we're now promoting to the ISTE summit is the issue of coding. So in this summit, we've taken uh, three groups of schools, uh, one school f- from the rural uh, community, pure rural, one comes from a typical suburb, one comes from a Mtanzane, and we're creating integration by teaching them skills on coding, mm. right? We're teaching them skills on cybersecurity, we're teaching them skills on robotics. So on the side of the ICT summit, as the conference content continues, uh, learners will be sitting in an academy mm. dealing with these sort of issues. Then sure, when we do sure. every year, as we do in May, we deal with the teacher, teacher aspect mm. in making sure that these devices are not just packed away and kept in, in strong room or the cleaner is the, and they stay at the principal's yeah, home and not Exactly my point. Uh. So, so we must deal with those things because, uh, I mean, these are devices of the initiative of the yes. Eastern Cape government in making sure that access sure. to learning material using these gadgets uh, um, is accessible to as many schools as possible in okay. the province. Yeah. All right. Ramutza, last one on my end, unfortunately. Uh, but uh, if somebody's listening into our conversation here, Punzana, and they're asking themselves, look, this is happening in East London, a stone's throw from where they are, how do they get involved here? So, the first thing what we've taken away from the summit uh, is, is the cost to attend it mm. because we don't want it to be a barrier of entry, right? So, we don't charge over the years people to attend the summit. Sure. But we profile them to make sure that the quality of the discussions are not uh, diluted mm. by people who are not really uh, interested in the sector. But they just want to have good lunch. Mm. You know, because we, we provide good hospitality. So you can go online, uh, ICT Summit. That's our website. Mm. You register there or you go to our Facebook page, the ICT Summit, and you're able to connect with the team there. Uh, Nasipi, Sene, Babalwa, Ndileka. We will make sure that uh, you are hosted and mm. uh, accredited uh, properly. So that's the first thing. But there's also opportunity if you want training to also use the same platform sure. to say, I heard him talking about training opportunities. Mm. How do I plug in? And the, and the trainings as well are zero, uh, zero rated. There's no cost for them, but you just need to meet a minimum, uh, requirement sure. for you to be able to participate. So that's really the thing we're looking forward. Uh, Eastern Cape has been very good to us. Mm. We're looking forward to, to hear the premier, uh, some of the commissioners and the great CEOs, including the fellow you mentioned earlier on, Viana Chahana, yes, yes, uh, speaking at the summit. Yes. yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and maybe whether or not it digital solution would have been able to assist.
Thank you very much uh, for taking time out to speak to us uh, this evening and also, I guess, you know, uh, assisting us to move away. Sometimes we become very despondent when we talk about these events and we think it's just yes. a talk shop. Uh, yes. And I think it's fascinating that somebody, listening into this conversation, uh, would not only get an opportunity to mingle and mix with some of those people for free, but also uh, get an opportunity to get some much needed training uh, in a province that uh, potentially needs all of the skills and all of the jobs that uh, we can all master. So, wish you and uh, many of your delegates and participants uh, over the next week or so all of the best and as uh, you come together for the summit next week. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you very much. That there was Mutsem uh, Fuleni. He is uh, the founder, uh, one of the organizers and the executive director of the Eastern Cape ICT Summit happening between the 19th and the 21st of November. I encourage you to go on that website, www.ictsummit.co.za. Check out what the summit is about. The program is already up there. And uh, as Pramutza uh, uh, was saying, the likes of uh, Vuyani Jahan are going to be there. The likes of Mavusom Simang, some of the commissioners of the Fourth Industrial Revolution Presidential Commission are also going to be there. People from Yuasa, people from Microsoft are also going to be there. So we're set to be a fascinating uh, platform and uh, also opportunities there uh, for training and uh, uh, certainly in some of the new technologies that uh, are going to change how we work, how we produce and uh, more importantly how we come together.